We want to talk about faith. We want to talk about um, politics. We want to talk about race. We want to talk about pop culture. Literally, everything, 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 everything is up for discussion, and that's what French culture is about. About, about, about. I'm coming out, so you better get this party started. You get this get this party started in the place tonight. Who's on it? Pink. Pink. Okay. Yeah. Pink be rotten, yo. I sleep on people sleep on it, but her first album, but there you go, look it pitiful just because I let you go. I'll be riding to the yeah. I see, I didn't, I wasn't there for that, but I was like, I wasn't listening to, I wasn't allowed to listen to music back then, like secular music. <laughs> you said I wasn't there for that. I'm like, wait, you, you no, know. I wasn't allowed to listen. So, I'm gonna tell you something that was funny. So, I told you know, Mike, I told them this this weekend when we was at our friend's 30th birthday party, and mm-hmm. he, like, was in tears laughing. So, in second grade, I was on the cheerleading squad, mm-hmm. and the um, the opening song for our routine was Captain's Coming, Captain's Coming. And for the life of me, I couldn't figure out why we was cheering to a song about the fish place. <laughs> <laughs> I can't take it. But you you can imagine like a second grader like not knowing like the only frame of reference for Captain D's is like my dad loves Captain D's fish. So So you thought y'all was cheering for the fish place. I want some Captain D's now. (laughs) I was like, oh well, it's cool they have a song about this. I mean I mean I was in second grade. I mean what I was I'll give you, I'm gonna give you the pass just because you're in the second grade. That's I, I mean, in the that. second grade, would you have thought it was something else? You know, there's so many songs that I wouldn't. That's why I can't even judge you because there's so much <laughs> stuff that I didn't know what was going on. Um, what's the song? The song "Doing It and Doing It and Doing It Well." I used to sing mm-hmm. the song all the time. There's a part where he says, um, "Scream, here comes the man of steel." I probably said this before. Cause I've told so many people this. He's like, scream, here comes the man of steel. And then she like moans. Well, as a little kid, I thought he was talking about Superman. So <laughs> I used to walk around and I used to like poke my chest and be like, here comes the man of steel. Oh. And then when I got, it was, it wasn't until I was in college and I was moving out. It's my senior year in college too. Wow. I was moving and I'm driving in the car and the song was on. And so I'm listening to the lyrics and I'm like, oh, wow, this song's a lot more sexual than, you know, I remember. And then when he gets to that part, I was like, oh, he's not been talking about Superman all of these years. <laughs> he's been talking about something else. Like, nobody told me anything. All of these songs, like, um, next, real close. Baby, mm-hmm. when we grind it. No idea what that song was about until I became an adult. And I was like, wait a minute. That's what they were talking that's about. What, that's why she's saying step 
back your dance. And she's like, feel a little bulge coming through on you. I never knew what they were saying right there. I was like, hmm, mm-hmm. just singing these songs, not knowing what's going on. And, you know, they out here talking about humping. And not a clue. Innocent little kids. It's just, just it's terrible. We just got just out, here. out here. Like, confusing it with fish. Just terrible. All kinds of just horrible things. Well, <laughs> Welcome to Brunch Culture, guys. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Brunch Culture. And this is our life. Um, we were two, you know, a little lame kids <laughs> that really didn't know what's going on. I think I had a little bit. Well, when it came to sexual references, though, I probably didn't get any of them as a kid. Like, I don't know if I got. Yeah, I ain't get a lot of stuff. It, yeah, I, w- I was about to say that I think I was a little bit more advanced than you were, but. Maybe I knew the lyrics to the songs, but the connecting the meanings to them, I was even as like a high school student, certain like older songs, because I thought just old people didn't talk about this stuff. It's like, oh, they didn't talk about that when I was a kid. It's just like, you know, newer stuff that talks about this kind of stuff. Not back in the day. Nah, back in the day, they was they was ratchet, too. And it's so crazy. You know what just came to mind? Peaches and Cream by 112. When that song came out, I had no clue what they were talking about. And I was like, yeah, I was just like so out. But I feel like it's good that I didn't know. If we did, yeah, if we didn't put this on the internet. So I have another song that I sang instead of Peaches and Cream, but I can't sing it on the internet because it's incriminating. But yeah. It's incriminating and it's on the internet. (laughs) Yeah. It's just so, it's so bad. It's like, yeah, I'm just, I'm glad that I actually didn't know because I feel like, that means we were in a good space you, and we enjoy our childhood like we were supposed to. Yeah, you you were ignorant to what well, we were ignorant to a lot of things. It's cer- certain things like Peaches and Cream I knew it was about because I thought it was just newer music. It, stuff that came out when I was a kid, like elementary school, I just couldn't, in my mind, I couldn't re- make the connection that they would be talking about anything. But like Peaches and Cream, I remember, I was like, oh, I know what that's about. Like, you know, I'm okay at this point. Like, Maybe I don't even understand all of the everything that they're talking about, but I understood enough that it's like, oh, you know, he's talking about like, you know, a girl and like I get it. And, you know, what do you want to do? OK, cool. That's I got I got you. But like the older music, it's the stuff that I was like, nah, this was like popping when I was I was like in, in elementary. I was like six years old, you know, at the pool during the summer singing this song. Like no idea that this was all right. <laughs> This is what they got me listening to. It's cool. Well, let's go back to Compton. Back in the day when NWA was popping. Back in the day when I was young, I'm not a kid anymore. But some days I sit and wish I was a kid again. Love that song. Yeah, that song was dope. It still is. So straight out of Compton. Or surviving Compton. Um, Yeah. Everybody was up in the uproar. No, I haven't seen it. Okay, so I watched it. and it was rough. I realized I can't watch like domestic violence movies. That's why I hate. I, I've never really cared for what's love got to do with it. And it's, I don't like it because I get mad that I have to wait until the end before she starts fighting back. And in my mm-hmm. mind, it just doesn't make sense. And this movie, like, I, I'm glad that the movie came out. I support Misha Lay telling her story. But it was so tough. It was like five or six different times I was about to cut the movie off. 
I can't watch this crap. I can't watch this crap. I can't watch. I hate, like, I loathe seeing grown behind big old men hitting on women. Like, it just, it doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. It's so frustrating. But um, the good news is, I mean, the good thing about the movie, though, is apparently, I think that she had like 2.7 or 2.1 million viewers. Um, wow. It was like, yeah, it was like one of Lifetime's like biggest uh movies mm-hmm. and also uh, i heard that she's like inked to deal with oprah but i read this other thing that essentially said like that the following the the day following the movie or that night the um one of the hotlines for d- domestic violence like there they had like an exponential increase in the number of calls that they got wow um, yeah so it was i was like shout out to misha lay yo like I think it's really it's really cool and it's so funny because I know about Misha Lay because of my mom. Like the something in my heart, my mom used to love that song. My mom listened to this song like all the time, so I that's how I was familiar with who Misha Lay was. And I was one of those things. Why she only made like one song, which she made. I think she made an album or a couple albums or whatever. It's like why she you know why she ain't pop. Mm-hmm. And then my mom, I mentioned it to my mom, and my mom was like, "Oh yeah, that's because she he used to beat on her." And, like, he stopped her from singing. And so then when I watched the movie, I was like, dang, my mom wasn't just talking noise. Because I used to always think, like, mama, man, that's you watch Lifetime. All these depressing stories. That, that woman wouldn't get beat on. And it's like, oh, wait, she was. And, like, I, I remember her talking about I first heard it when uh, R&B Divas came out. And she started talking about it there. And I was like, wait, he was? Like, oh, man. So, but it was good. I I it was good in the sense that I think it should have came out, but I think that's the last movie that I can watch of like domestic violence. Cause it, it really, it gets under my skin. Like it makes me so annoyed just watching it. I'm like, yo, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be here. Like somebody need to beat you to sleep. Yo. Mm-hmm. And I think Dr. Dre was, he was kind of ticked off that it came out. Cause I mean, he has this image in, uh, I mean, Krispy Kreme. I'm, I'm talking about Krispy Kreme. Krispy Kreme. Oh, I think. I'm Krispy Kreme. You hungry? I, I think I must be. But that's so weird. I said that because I don't want that though. I do want some chicken. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he has a like a clean image, clean cut image. He's a family man. He's kind of put himself on that level in my mind. So when I think of him, I think of a rapper that's made it. That used to be with NWA and. Um, What's what's the dude, uh, the the murder man, Suge Knight, which I saw a story that Suge Knight is suing him because did you see that? Mm-hmm. It was like a TMZ today. Suge Knight suing him for attempting to kill him, which I thought that was interesting. But <laughs> whatever, whatever should. Uh, but I just I think of him now, and I don't think of him as a bad guy. I think of him as a man who created beats by Dre and produced music. Yeah, I don't think of him as like a, a woman beater. But it's, it's one of those things that honestly you have to think about. It makes you it challenges this whole idea, kind of like what we were talking about before. Is like somebody can produce great art and make great great things, and honestly can be a really jacked up person mm-hmm. in their personal life. You know what I'm saying? And even mm-hmm. if they've gotten past that point, because there are a lot of people is like, oh, I was I, I remember talking to somebody and they were saying they weren't going to watch the biopic. Because they felt like she was just a a woman that just haven't gotten over the past. And I'm like, 
yo, wait a minute, time out. Like that's 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 completely unfair. She was a part of this ride. Like, no, she wasn't a part of NWA, but she was a part of that time frame. Like, she made records with them. She sang. Like, she had a hit record. She had a gold album. Like, she was, you know, she was popping, and she gave it up. Because she was getting beat, like, which you know what I'm saying? Like, how could you? And then she wasn't even included as a cat. She wasn't even mentioned in their story. And I think that's one of those things for me that I'm like, you gotta. No matter how you feel about this person, no matter great how great you think they are, you have to recognize that honestly, bro. Like, whether it's not happening, even if it's not happening now, this is a part of history. This is a part of the past. This is what somebody actually went through, and. She should be able to tell that story, especially because you cut her out of your story. Now, she was like, you know, shown and straight out of Compton. And it seemed like the relationship just went rocky or they said they had some bad problems or whatever. Even then, I still feel like she should be able to tell her story. But I could kind of see people saying like, oh, well, you know, why are you doing it? But it's still it's that whole idea when um the Biggie movie came out. And they were saying that Lil' Kim was going to get a movie. And people was like, why would she want a movie? She's already been told. It's like, but this is her story. And, like, she's a a celebrity and a star herself. Like, she should be able to tell the story her way. Like, yes, Biggie brought her out. But she's sustained past Biggie. So she needs to be able to tell her story, too. You know, I just, I hate that whole, like, well, you know, you've already been here. Don't nobody want to see this. And it's almost like, well, just because this dude's successful and he got money or we know him for Beats by Dre and we respect him and we love him, it's like, oh, well, he nobody can't say nothing wrong about him. Yo, he, like, beat the woman to sleep. Like, broke her jaw and all. Like, that's crazy. <sighs> Well, I'm so glad that she survived and she's able to, you know, take that and, you know, produce things that will help other people. Um, it's and I'm glad that she didn't let him stop her because so many people that would, for me, allow the cycle of abuse to continue. Right. If she did not say something or did not produce it um, because, um, you know, she shouldn't allow him to silence her. He did it. So, I mean, right. You can't hide it. You shouldn't have did it. It just is what it is. One thing I do want to say is we got to keep praying for her because you know that she has a child from Dr. Dre, one child from Dr. Dre and one child from Suge Knight. Wow. I just don't even know. Like, if Suge, there's very few people in my life that I've been afraid of, right? (laughs) I honestly, like, for real, for real. Like, I always have this thing. My sister used to be like, the worst thing somebody can do is kill you. And once they kill you, like, you dead anyway so like don't be afraid of nobody like so i always had this mindset like you know whatever i ain't like i'm not scared of you like we gonna fight and if you beat me up then we just gonna keep fighting until i win because you know you're not just gonna punk me like it's just not gonna happen but i remember shook knight he used to scare the living day like like i used to be so afraid of this dude i remember my aunt had this magazine and he was like on the cover of it with like these two women and I would sleep on her couch and I took the magazine and put it under her couch to go to sleep because I couldn't go to sleep. I thought like he was going to come get me like that junk. Suge Knight used to scare the crap out of me. So I'm like, imagine like that's your daddy. Like you got, wow. to, live, you got to be a I'd have been a saint for real, for real, because that's daddy is crazy. <laughs> like That is that dude is all his marbles ain't that, bro. <laughs> he is not all the way to. Yeah, it's. It's crazy. 
Well, and other interesting news on the scroll. This is a breath of fresh air. I want her to run for president. I don't want her to run for president. Michelle Obama for I president. Don't. No, I don't. Well, want you know what? You know what? Uh, I just don't feel like she needs to go through the stress of. I feel like she, you know, her husband did it. It's enough. I want her to just be continue to be an amazing, amazing woman influencer. Um, I I can't wait to see like what they do after they take like a break once the the administration is over. But I think she just she represents so much goodness and great stuff. I I don't want to see her being drugged through the mud. But yeah. The Time magazine, the cover, the photos from the inside. I still want to go. I will still want to go get it. Like I want to buy it. I want to. Can you? Yeah, I want to. I want to get like my own copy. But it's just, it's classic beauty. Like it's just, it's great. I was almost excited about as excited about that as I was my wife's pictures. And I know you know I just got a shameless plug. I know y'all saw the Kelly Rowland pictures. Like it's just. Is she coming out with a new album? I heard yeah. her. Yeah. But you know, we 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 gonna shift gears back to uh, first lady Michelle Obama. <laughs> but um, yeah, the, the pictures were dope. Like the the magazine cover is really dope, and I just love the fact of how I feel like in this last leg, these last few months, we're seeing them really let themselves shine. Like be less of the figures that they 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 are, and kind of just being you know Barack and Michelle, like. Mm-hmm. This is this is who I am, and this is kind of how I like to do stuff. Here is the gown at the state dinner that I would wear, and like I love the fact that now they they stop hiding the fact that she's a curvy woman. Um, it is is I mean, with all due respect, is she's beautiful. It's beautiful to look at, but it's just like it, it represents so much of real. Like that shape, like my mom or my aunt or like women that I know, like people in my family, like they look like that. Their body image looks just like that. And they're just as comfortable and cool. And, you know, it's not just about them being like overly sexualized. It's just, that's just her. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like we sexualize those things, but that's just her. That's her body. And she's comfortable. And I think it's so dope. Yes. We love Lotus. She's amazing. I for, I forgot your uh your wife was coming out with new music. Yeah, yeah, the video we got I the think, video. Uh, yeah, I thought she did good. I didn't C. really like the song. Yeah, when I so to be well, I can't. You know, we we had a conversation about the song because I wasn't. I get it. It's a buzz song. It really is a buzz song. You know, it's it's kind of it's like most out artists now have to put out just kind of like a, a buzz song just to get people dancing and talking, and then you can put out your real work. But um, you can listen to Conceited and uh, see where the al- the direction of the album is going. I'll, I'll send you a link to it. Oh, okay. I, I know you can't publicly speak against her because y'all. Yeah, we don't. Have, it's, it's all love and support. That's all it is. Okay. Yeah. A family that you know prays together, stays together, and we pray all the time. Okay, that's dope. That's dope. Well, tell me I thought the the dancing was dope, but I mean, I felt like she could do better with the song. It's it's okay, you know. We, I'm sure she appreciates. It. I appreciate. I appreciate your opinion as well. Um, yeah. <laughs> this lobster. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So on a just, I kind of just want to get this out here because this really, really disappointed me. Did you see the article that I sent you about Wycliffe's uh, Haiti charity? Mm-hmm. <sighs> it really bothered me. Like, it really, really bothered me because I think... And and I, I'll be the first person to to acknowledge I don't I didn't know much about like I recently just started trying to like look up stuff and research like how did Haiti get into like how how did they get into the state that they're in um, how did the country get into the state that it's in um, and trying to figure out like why is it so easy for so many people to just kind of mismanage money and like why does it seem like it seems like it happens. And what I've gathered is because there is, um, there's, there's so much help that's needed there. People are quick to be like, Hey, I want to give, I want to give, I want to give, I want to give. And nobody's holding these folks accountable. And so you have, you know, all of these different organizations that find a way to mismanage money or to get this money, but then chuck it up to administrative fees. And I'll just, just say this as somebody that, um, Understand, like that has a background in accounting and that understands it. And this kind of was a blow when I learned it. When you're giving to a charity, like everybody will start promoting their 501c3, but you actually want to ask them for the breakdown of your dollar and look at how much money, how much of your dollar is actually going to direct the direct mission. It's going to be like building a water fountain in. I don't know, Jacksonville, Florida or something like that, how much of that money is going to administrative fees and how much of that money is going to the actual project in itself. And sometimes you look at some of these charities and there'll be like 78 cents of every dollar goes to administrative fees. 78 cents. Like, it's like, yo, what I'm doing, honestly, I'm giving a dollar and 78% of that is keeping people in an office desk. Yeah, employed. Like, that's crazy. Like, that doesn't doesn't make any sense. But um, the Wycliffe thing really, really bothered me. And I, I want to actually get more, because I, I think that was that just came from, like, the New York Times um, that were, they had been doing, like, an investigation. But I want to, like, look at other studies or other things that have happened. Because to me, it just blew my mind that, like, Wycliffe, who, you know, I thought if anybody was, was uh, would be credible it would be Wycliffe like you know he rides for Haiti all the time so mm-hmm. yeah that was just real disappointing maybe he started off good but it kind of got mess convoluted along the way because you I know just, I, I think from a as from an accounting perspective to me I'm saying okay so what are your accountants saying like you know or has he given somebody control of it and kind of is the face of it yeah, you know that happens too. But even in that, what are your accountants saying? Like you, as somebody that should be looking at the numbers and should be looking at the money, you should be like, "Yo, look, honestly, I'm looking at how much spending we have, and most of our spending is on travel. Most of our spending is on, you know, administrative salaries. We shouldn't be spending this money on this. Like, how much have we gone to this particular project? How this community center that we want to build?" Where is it? What's the status on it? Like, you know, we haven't, that hasn't been successful. Like we need to be talking to your accountants who should be talking to your project managers and whoever's the head, which from my understanding from reading that it was, it was Wycliffe. Like, so he is standing as CEO. Like, what are y'all doing? Like, what are these, you know, what are these like progress calls, call calls, like looking like what, what are we talking about? Like nobody, 
is working on it just seemed like it was not just i feel like because Wyclef's name is on it of course we feel bad about him but i just immediately started thinking about all of those other people and it's like so what y'all doing like these financial people that are preparing these books what are y'all saying like y'all aren't saying or are y'all saying anything like do we have it documented that y'all talking about anything like this is crazy yeah it's it's so it's so unfortunate and it i mean i think there's is there like a because i i saw during the haiti um the disaster relief as far as matthew coming along and i know a friend her husband is from haiti um and she just like wrote this like a couple paragraphs on her status about you know organizations and who you should and should not donate to and what is the best strategies um by her husband you know being from haiti Mm -hmm. um and it's just it's interesting like you know people basically that are from there will tell you not to donate to the big ones um that we find it so easily to donate to so you really have to do your research yeah it's so if you want your money to be effective exactly that's i was going to say that's the key if you want that money to to effectively make some sort of change you really have to know and it's so sad right because you think like well, this is I a charity. Yeah, I shouldn't have to do. That's not my job. Yeah. yeah. At that point, I might as well just start my own organization, which, you know, that takes more work, too. But it, it just it's frustrating that you have to go through and you have to look at this stuff and you got to see like who. OK, so how much of my money is going here? You got to ask and you need to be able to look at books. You honestly need to pull up, you know, financial statements. Um, I remember me for this is a while ago. I went I remember pulling up like the financial statements for the Clinton Foundation because I was like, wait, people kept talking about, oh, you know, they make all this money. And I'm like, you know, this is this sounds crazy. How much of this is actually going to projects? And then after going through it, I was like, OK this makes me feel a little bit more comfortable because I can see like where like administratively it's a very small percentage in total. It's a lot dollar wise. It's a lot of money. But when you consider the totality of what they're doing, it's kind of like, Oh, okay, I got it. And I mean, you know, in terms of how much money somebody should be making in the public sector or in a public service job, like, you know, that's your own personal, everybody like, Wherever you fall on that is cool, it's fine. But I think it's so important to be able to go and pull somebody's books and see where the money is going before you actually put, even if you just given a dollar or five dollars, make sure that that five dollars, four seventy five of that is not going to go to pad somebody's pockets and twenty five cent is going to, you know, helping a child eat like that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely, definitely have to research. Um so a black doctor was on Dirter. Did I say Dirter? Dirter, you all right tonight? <laughs> I'm having a country moment. Yeah, just a little. You know, it's just a little. It's all right. We yeah. all have them though. Yeah. Well, I'll let you tell it there. I'm sorry because <laughs> I'm 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 already falling away. No, it's okay. So Tamika Cross was uh basically on uh, Delta Airlines, and I'm just gonna really paraphrase it. I'm. Sure, this story kind of is kind of old in, in reference to it, but just so people that may not have heard it know what we're talking about. So she was on Delta Airlines. Apparently, a man passed out and he needed medical attention. Uh, the flight attendants asked if there was a 
if there was a doctor that can help or a doctor on board, she raised her hand, went to get up. Basically, the lady was like, oh, you're a doctor. You know, do you have your credentials? What type of doctor are you? What do you study? Where did you go to school? Basically asking all of these questions to prove herself. Um, Apparently, a white male gets up, walks up to her and says, I'm a doctor. And she, uh, the flight attendant comes to her and she was like, oh, we have a doctor, ma'am. Don't worry about it. Um, he has his credentials too. She's like, clearly the guy never showed any credentials. They just automatically believed that, you know, he was a doctor because he's a white male. Um, and so afterwards the, the, I think the guy, they got the guy stabilized, but they need, they needed help in figuring out like what else should be done. And so she came and asked them and the, to, the Dr. Cross, she was saying like, you know, I immediately, I wanted to just be like, no, just do it. But she went into like, this is a patient, like I want to help somebody. And so she started telling them like, you need to do this. You need to do that. But ultimately she was frustrated because the, the flight attendant started apologizing and said, we can give you uh flat. We can give you miles, sky miles. And it's like, so you disrespect me, right? You call for a doctor. I stand up and you give me the third degree about whether I'm qualified enough or trying to prove my qualifications, which, you know, people are like, well, that's reasonable. You should ask. You should just have somebody. And I'm like, well, honestly, I don't think that you would have somebody that's going to say if they're saying, hey, this this person is is unconscious. We need a doctor. Somebody's just going to stand up and be like, oh, I'm a doctor, because even if I say that, then I don't know what the next step to do. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't mm-hmm. do that. You know what I'm saying? But this other person walks up and simply just off the way that they look, you automatically believe them. And so, of course, Twitter got it. And it's so amazing that Twitter start to uh, started this hashtag. And I believe it was what. Uh, this is what doctors look like. And it's basically a bunch of different black doctors, black fe- black women um, from bl- black women, doctors like from around the world, just tweeting out like this is what doctors look like. And being at like I have a best friend that's in medical school, um, which was cool because her, her last name is Cross as well. Um, it just it it kind of I was just I was glad to see that because it's it's so crazy that. You know, we start talking about how race impacts decisions that people make and in every space. And you see it's 2016 and you have somebody that's saying we need a doctor. A black woman stands up and say, hey, I'm here to, you know, to serve to, to serve the call of duty. Oh, well, where did you get your degree from? What kind of doctor are you um, like? Are you a nurse? Just all of this stuff that's like. Yo, really? <laughs> like, come on, yo. It's just, it's it's crazy. It's just, it's unfortunate that we have to go through so many steps to prove, to prove who ourselves. we are. Yeah. Right. So you did all this work. You spent all these years in school. You know, you've helped. You probably have credential on credential on credential in terms of how many people you've helped and what you have, what you've accomplished. But then somebody says, hey, well, I need you to prove to me in this moment. I need a doctor, right? So I'm in need, but I still, even in this this moment of need and, you know, grave danger in somebody's life potentially being online, I still need you to prove to me that you're capable of doing it simply because of the way you look. Because this other person just walked up and said, hey, I'm a doctor. And you were like, you know what? That's right. Come on, man. <sighs> they don't love us. I'm just kidding. Some white people do love us. Yeah. it's. I mean, it's overall. And I think you can find, no, because no. you can find black people that'll do it too. And it's so frustrating because it's just like, I mean, I've, I've had like, you know, 
my friend told me like it's it's interesting even seeing like dealing with patients and having patients kind of become a little shocked that you are the doctor in the room and it's like yeah i am because i can be a doctor and look like this like yeah yo cut the crap which goes into this whole idea of it just made me think back to our conversation and people talking about them not seeing color but we'll save that for another day um we got anything (laughs) else for the scroll that's it all right that's it for the scroll we'll be back for our main dish Now we're back for our main dish. I'm, I'm, I'll obviously spare y'all from the singing uh, component <laughs> of it. I've, I've let that go. So, but if you want a petition to bring it back, you know, just hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and we can definitely revisit that. I don't want to, I don't want to disappoint the people. So if that's what y'all want, you know. And you know, look. if you don't want it to come back, you can just. Just not even petition. Just remain silent. Just, just leave You have us. the right to remain silent. Exactly. But you can just leave us a good comment on uh, iTunes and subscribe to us on iTunes. And you can just let us know what you think about the show. You can also share the show with your friends. I think that'll be even great. Yes. Definitely share the show on social media. Um, definitely. We want to keep spreading this word about this positive brunch we're having every hey. week. Weekly Come on, somebody. Brunch. Weekly brunch. Weekly brunch. <laughs> So this week we want to talk about haters with the hateration. Uh, you remember that? Let's get hateration, this holleration in this dancery. We need to revisit the fact that uh, Kendu want all this money for all his things, but we're not gonna do that. I didn't know he wanted. It's just interesting, but yeah. whatever. I, try, I was trying to stand up for Kendu just for the standpoint of like equality and men and women being equal, and Kendu just. He just went off the deep end. I'm like, Candy dang, talking about he wanted five thousand dollars for a personal chef. Candy talking about he needs his his kids need college and he need a private plane. Like Kendu, bruh. <laughs> like bruh. You lost your mind. Bruh. You should have just left it as one lump sum. You know, we out here trying to live. We're gonna be struggling when she leaves. Like I'm like, did she cheat on you and you're bitter or something? Are you just trying to sock it to her just because you you think you can? Or you just out here then lost your ever loving mind, like Meanwhile, Mary seemed like she ain't skipped a beat. She right here doing these shows, getting this money, interviewing Hillary. She out here. Yeah. She miss. She keeping. She moving. Um. But anyway, that's completely off topic. But I just that made me think of no more drama. Um. No, that wasn't even that song. No, it's, it was. Uh, what's it this? was on the No More Drama album. Yeah, I just know it's. I just hate iteration, holleration. What's the name of that song? Anyway, go ahead. Anyway, so we want to talk about this concept of haters. You know, everybody has them, uh, apparently. Um, the It's so funny because the people that always talk about haters, you you ever met somebody who always talking about people hating on them? And you be like, you're a hater. <laughs> like, yeah. what do they hate, though? Like, I'm, you know, it's just like I, I told somebody this the other day. I was like, I know there's some people who probably dislike me or say things about me, but I never like would dedicate a status to them. Or I would I just or anything cuz I don't feel like it's really anybody. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm saying theoretically, I'm sure in this world there are people who don't like me, but 
I never, you know what I'm saying? I never really encountered them like yeah. that. So it's just like, it's not really in the forefront of my mind. But it's like the people who all, I can scroll through my set, my timeline on any given day and see people who be like, man, they hating on me. Or people are out to get me. And I'm like, who? Like, are you paranoid or is this who real? Are these like, right. Is it you? Because some people really, they talk about people hating. And it's just like, no, you you kind of got an interesting kind of personality and people just kind of distance themselves like after time. But, you know, do we really have that many haters, Randall? What you think? So this idea, and I've been saying this for a while. So the idea of haters, right? (laughs) There is possible, like haters do exist. There's a, a such thing as hating on somebody, right? But I think you have to, we have to really define what a hater is. Sometimes you're not hating, you just don't like it. <laughs> and it's it's just that simple, right? <laughs> and it, it don't mean that, uh, so let's say like, I don't know, I wrote a song, right? If I wrote a song and you don't like it, I can't be like, oh, was she a hater? No, this is art. She has an opinion. She just does not like it. And that's it. You know what I'm saying? Like hate, somebody hating on you is literally like somebody to me is a person that has a problem with everything that you do, that you do somebody that is at just any time that you do something, they're always trying to pull out like a negative response to it, or they're like instigating your failure or something like that. To me, that's a hater. That's somebody that genuinely just doesn't like you and can't see like, you know, the good in what you do. If, if that's not that person or that's not those people, me saying that, Hey, you know, you come out and you like, hey, Randall, you like this new dress I got on? I'm like, nah, nah, not really. You can't be like, oh, you a hater. You <laughs> asked me if I liked it. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> like, I'm not going to be some yes person just because, you know, you want me to like it. Like, I just don't like it. And that's cool. And I feel like a lot of times what people do is have this idea of them not feeling like supported or loved to feel like people like like what you're doing especially people that are like creators um if you create any type of thing even if you create like social media content and you feel like oh you know my statuses be funny and nobody likes your statuses or don't nobody like you know think it's funny or laugh with you and then you're like oh well people hating on me it's like no they're not they just don't like it and it's okay like that is it's not a problem you know what i'm saying like yeah, and I just like like I just said, I'm not really feeling Kelly Rowland's new song. But you know, I go hard for Kelly Rowland. I love Kelly Rowland. I will be t- I I debate people on Kelly Rowland ver- voice vo- versus Beyonce. You know how I say I enjoy her voice better than Beyonce. Like I love Kelly Rowland. I just this song I don't like, but that doesn't mean I'm a hater of Kelly Rowland. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it, and it, I feel like people don't know how to do that. And it, and it's it's it it really is okay. Like you <laughs> <laughs> and I've I've had I've actually explained this to a couple family members that just used to use the term all the time and like it used to annoy me so much and I remember saying like I guess because they were like you know if you don't have haters then you're not successful and I'm like oh well cause I didn't think I had haters but maybe I do and I just <laughs> but because it, it literally is like I just don't give people that type of energy like like I don't I'm not going if you obviously don't like me or you have something to say about me that you know is ill without you know if you're talking about like me personally like oh you know he ugly or he lame or whatever like i'm not offended by it because it's like okay i mean that's your opinion like you think i'm lame 
that's cool. Some some days I'm actually pretty lame. Like <laughs> I do some real lame stuff. I'm really goofy. Um, <laughs> I like just you know to have fun. It could be like a Saturday, and one of my friends. This is like a couple weekends ago. One of my friends is like, "Yo, there's this day party that's going. It's a fall kickoff day party. We gotta go. Let's go." I was like, "I actually want to go hiking." <laughs> and he was like you finna go hiking bro like you gonna go hiking instead of going to this day and i was like yeah i just want to go hiking that's that's it that's probably lame for a number of people and i'm fine with that like i'm not gonna be like oh you a hater nah <laughs> you just you know what i'm saying like you, you have just, a preference yeah you have a preference just like i do and it I, I find that so many people and i remember talking to a family member just saying like yo like I think you have to stop giving those people your energy and your attention. Like, you know, if they just, if they don't like you or they don't like something that you do, that's fine. Like, you know, welcome them into it. Now, if you feel like somebody is giving you um, constructive criticism or, you know, somebody saying, hey, like you do this and this is a problem, then I think, it, you know, you might want to just pause and listen to what they got to say like hey and take it into consideration like so if somebody will say and i remember i say this because i remember in undergrad there's this one person i won't call nobody's name um because still to this day i don't know this individual like i think we've met maybe twice but i don't know them but this person has always thought that i was just like super lame and just not like a person that anybody like just didn't understand why you know i had friends or like i was involved in so much stuff or I, and so i when i was in undergrad i did like a lot of stuff i was involved in a lot of like um student organizations and i did like mr ucf and uh mr debonair and like all of these things like i was uh double asu and all this stuff just just really active and that's that's what i wanted to be known for right like i wanted to i want to work hard i want to make a difference i want to impact you know culture and that's me well this one individual just thought that like i was super lame and so i remember saying like yo that's fine like they just don't like me i don't care like it doesn't it doesn't bother me at all. And it's like, oh, you know, I heard such and such said this about you. And I was like, okay. And I was just like, well, are they going to say it to my face? They're going to put their hands on me? They're not? All right, cool. I'm good. Like, it, 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 it's not going to change my life. Because at the end of the day, like, I'm great, yo. I think you still, like, you, like, move back home with your parents after college. Like, bro, I'm out here, I'm out here getting it. Like, <laughs> I'm good. Like, I'm not trying to be, like a mold of what somebody else wants me to be. And honestly, I do understand. And I've learned that we all have opinions. I say it all the time. My favorite saying, they're just like a-holes. We all have them. So because you express an opinion that's ill about me, that ain't going to stop my flow. And will I consider you a hater? Yeah, probably. But may, they, <laughs> at some, at some point in time, I might be like, but that's just your personal, like your personal preference. Like I'm not the type of person that you would want to hang around. I'm perfectly fine with it. <laughs> it's not, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not going, mm -hmm. it's not finna stop my flow. It's not finna change me. It's not finna make me be like, Oh, let me go hide out. Let me tell my, tell my friends. I don't know why y'all friends with me. I don't, I need to stop doing this because such and such think that I'm lame. I mm -hmm. actually kind of am lame <laughs> and I like it. Like, I and, think it's and, dope. And some people have a perception of you from a distance because they don't know you up close. 
Right. And that could be like people tell me all the time before they met me, they thought I was like not personable, um, inapproachable, stuck up just because my disposition. Like, I don't if you know me, I don't really I'm not really expressive person. So you can come to me and you can talk to me and I'm really enjoying what you're saying. And my face doesn't show it at all. And right. it's nothing against anyone. So that gives the impression, oh, she rude or she unapproachable. No, it's just like, I just, this is like, I'm kind of even, like just even like chill person. Right. So I don't really, I'm not really expressive or emotional. So that kind of throws people off. But once they get to know me, they realize, oh, okay, you're not. So I think you can turn. And there are some people that I've thought were unapproachable or just not, you know. And actually, they just had a personality like mine. And once I got to know them, I'm like, oh, you cool. So, I mean, people that you might like dislike or think certain ways from a distance, you just have to really get to know them. And sometimes the people that you think, oh, I don't really, I wouldn't really vibe with them. When you start talking to them, oh, okay, you're different. Right. Then I thought, like, it's just a matter of communicating. And some people that, quote, unquote, hated on you or may dislike you, once they get to know you, they might think you're great. So don't write anybody off because you'll be like, oh, they're a hater. Well, they might just not know you and they might perceive things. Well, I um, think more so of not, not writing them off. Honestly, just don't pay them attention. Because <laughs> like, yeah. I think, yeah, I think, like, don't let it, like, affect who you are. Don't let it, like, stop your flow and what you do. And I think sometimes with old age, like, the older you get, the the better it is for you to manage those things. But honestly, when you're younger, like, if you're in, you know, a new young professional, even in, like, a professional setting and somebody don't like you or, like, a social setting and a person like doesn't maybe they don't respond to you well they kind of look over you in conversation or whatever like just don't give it it doesn't it doesn't change who you are you are who you are you just grab that and just be like okay you you know we don't click like that's fine maybe you are what you maybe they are what you would define as a hater but even with that it doesn't it only can go as far as you as much as if you don't give it any attention, it goes nowhere. And I think that's kind of my approach to things. Like I just don't give it attention because I don't care. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I don't, I realized I have this thing. I was like, yo, I'm an adult. I pay every last bill that I have by myself. I've been doing it for smooth 10 years now. Because of that, there's not one person that can tell me how to do, what to do, when to do, what. Just, oh, well, I don't like this. Okay, well, I mean, when I solicit your opinion, then, you know, (laughs) like, and and even when it comes to something like uh, somebody, people that are are close to you, like if somebody's coming and giving you like bad news or telling you something about yourself, which is um, something I kind of wanted to focus on and kind of shift the conversation in terms of like hating somebody being a hater versus somebody being somebody that's just kind of like trying to give you constructive criticism or somebody that's trying to tell you the truth about who you are, show you the truth. That is oftentimes what you've said. Like that's oftentimes like misconstrued as like somebody hating on you. And it's like, it very well might not be that let's define what hating is, right? (laughs) Hating is not opposition or disagreeing. Like that's actually probably loving really, because if I really love you, I want to see you be great. So I don't want you to be thinking that you can come sing this main dish song for like the voice and you're going to make it like, it's just not going, we're not going to get there. Like, I'm just, 
we're we not gonna make it. I love you as a friend to be like, look, this this not gonna happen. You can't tell me like if I'm like, you know, you know that I'm married to Kelly Rowland. If you see me out here trying to talk to like I don't know, uh Ashanti, you could be like, yo, look, like you married. Like you gotta you have a wife at home. You can't be out here doing this. And I I can't be like, oh, well, you a hater. You don't want to see me be great. It's like, nah, you know, you're looking out for my, my happy home. And I respect that. I really appreciate that. You know, I, I always could tell somebody who is lying about haters by their experience. If I've known them, their experience with people. So you just going to like, me in my happy home. You usually have something to say about my happy home. So I was I'm, just I'm not good. I don't want to be labeled <laughs> a hater. So I'm just going to keep my comments to myself. <laughs> Now you you the one in this delusional relationship. I'm not him one. I'm... Okay, go ahead. Finish you know what's crazy? I almost I missed text somebody. So RL got married. You know the lead singer Nick. Yeah. I had such a huge crush on him. I was so sad when he got married. But that's neither here nor there. I think this is his second marriage. Um, my hopes and dreams went out the window. I still kind of low key have a crush on Nelly. So I'm kind of sad that he's with somebody at this time. But, you know, we can't we can't win them all. Everybody can't be with a dream uh, celebrity like you. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, but whatever. You just, but just keep anyway, hope alive. I say that um, I think Nelly has the character I want, but he he has the look I'm, I, I, I like. And that's all. That's all that matter for y'all. See, he ain't no good. Women talk about men all the time. Men, women talk about men all the time. And all you like, you know, he might not have the character, but he got the look. No, but I'm saying I don't. I wouldn't want him. Like I just want him. The idea of him. So if I could find the Nelly lookalike with the character I want, it would be great. <laughs> it would be great. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. I forgot my thoughts. But anyway, I'm gonna get to it. The <laughs> the people that I struggle with are the people who change environments and still be talking about haters. Like you ever met somebody they just be like, So you on every job they hate know you? Like everyone? Yeah. Like yeah. every church they hate know you? All your family members, all your friends hate know you? Oh yeah. You you starting to see a you start so you went to college they was hating on you you moved to a different place they was hating on you your hometown it's like everywhere you go like no you are the common denominator I was like, just about to say so you in the second the grade they taught us about like the common denominator and it's the one that you see all the time so like if you see yourself in all these situations and all these people change then maybe you're doing something <laughs> that is bringing about these quote unquote haters and maybe you should listen to what these haters are saying like even it especially and i see this a lot of time i actually experienced it this this past weekend it's really it's it was kind of interesting so at an event and somebody was very very i don't even want to say cocky but kind of just like they were a bit arrogant but they kind of masked their arrogance with like oh no i'm just being real i'm just being me i'm not like that i'm the nicest person that you'll ever meet and i was like okay so if we're sitting in in, in a room or an event and there's been a 45 minute conversation and you have been at the focus and centerpiece of all of this, this entire 45 minutes conversation. And you start you're you're talking about, well, this is how I see it. And this is what I do. And this is what I think. And let me tell you about me and let me tell you about this and let me tell you about that. Like at some point in time, 
if somebody doesn't like you, it's not because they're being a hater or they're sensitive. You're just obnoxious and overbearing and you probably should shut up. Like, and it's, that's not anybody hating on you. It's, it really is just like, I don't think anybody, I don't know anybody that wants to be around somebody that all the time, everything, like you superimpose yourself to every conversation that happens. Like two people can be engaging with each other in some kind of way you like, jump your way into the conversation and make that conversation about your thoughts, your, your feelings, your opinions, what you do, like, shut up <laughs> Like at some point in time, just chill. And that in, when people do that, those types of things, is somebody that is, this person might just ultimately have a good personality, right? They, they, they are the life of the party per se, but they find themselves with these quote unquote haters. And it's like, well, people aren't hating. You're just a lot to deal with. And because you're a lot to deal with, you just have to recognize that some people aren't just going to like to deal with it or be around it. And they aren't haters. You're just obnoxious. <laughs> End of discussion. <laughs> like, that's just what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's like yeah. if you're the problem, you can change your, your scenery all you want. You can change the people around you. And because you're the problem, you go with you wherever you go. And that's the problem. Right. You. Your attitude, your disposition is the is the leading cause for the hate. And they're exactly. not hating. They're just fed up. It's like <laughs> They're sick of your BS. That's what they are. They're tired of your bull and they want you to cut it. Your bull is way too stink. You need to cut it. <laughs> and so when they tell you, you say, Oh, they're hating. No, they're not hating. They're just they're just trying to help correct what's what's already been seen in other places right it's unfortunate I, I, I just so let's take this as a lesson honestly though i think going <laughs> for no for real for real like and we'll do this for we if you have a person that is always talking about their haters and I, that's so unattractive to me that's such an unattractive when i see when i scroll through social media and i feel and i see a lot of they was doing this to me. They was doing that to me. Haters or, you know, all that. I know that it, instinctively that person usually is the problem. Right. Because people that don't pay attention or have people have real stuff going on. They don't be concerned about what people saying. I think <laughs> they fight. I got to live my life. Right. And I think, honestly, if you're a person that because, again, I don't think and just to make sure it's known, like we're not saying that you don't have there's no such thing as haters like haters do exist like they out there you know what i'm saying you got you got to be careful stand guard like people are out there that just are angry people that's just not gonna like you for no apparent reason um you're gonna you know every time you say something or you do something they have an ill response or comment to it like those people exist 100 percent but what does not exist is everybody is going to be that just because they're disagreeing with you. I remember listening to um, uh, what's the name? The Ricky Smiley Morning Show. And like there was a, a caller that called in and she kind of mentioned like, you know, I just got all these haters. I, I, I got what did she say? I think it was a maybe it wasn't like at her job. Um, it was 
she was in maybe i'll say it was her job or school or whatever it was but she kept saying how she like got switched around to maybe it was her job she was switched around to like different teams and she was like every team i go on like because i do my job so well i keep attracting all, all these people keep hating on me and i'm like but every team no <laughs> like, every time like i don't know it no i don't know it <laughs> You're delusional. Yeah, it ain't gonna be every time. Not we, you know. Uh, one out of six, right? One time, two time, but like every team you got on, and all these people just hating on you. I'm not sure that you do your job that well. <laughs> and if you do do your job that well, don't work well with people. Exactly. Like <laughs> I feel like we got some other things that's going on. You got a personality disorder. Exactly. That sounds like what it might be. Let's talk about that. <laughs> because there, here in life. Being on in a consistent problem, you, you seem to stir up at your job. Here in lies the real problem. <laughs> it can't be everywhere. Now I give you one time, but if you, if you telling me every time, if I got to hear a story, okay, this ha- they would say, okay, all right, I'll give you that. But if it start being every week at every situation and different groups of people, and then I know other people that know have relationships with with the other people you talking about and they don't have issue with them, I'm thinking maybe it might be it might be you. Right. I'm just a just a thought. Just might be you. <laughs> just very well might be you. Yeah, I just think it becomes a, a a point. I think a point of maturity is when you own up to say, you know what? Sometimes, you know, it is me. Sometimes I can be difficult. So maybe they're not hating on me. Maybe it's just me. Maybe Yeah, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm just not like a likable person or somebody that, you know, people like to be around in the moment because it's or fun in the moment. Or you have a strong moment. personality. Because some people are, are like really kind-hearted people. They just are a lot to deal with. Yeah, I, because I feel like, but even strong personality, I feel like, and it's something I didn't, I used to think in my mind, sometimes I'd be like, oh no, you know, I'm quiet. But I remember my friend saying, you have a very strong personality. And I know that, but for me, it's, I always, I'm always mindful of like, okay, in this setting, like, am I like overstepping what you're trying to say? Am I like throwing you out? I, I was actually just with, uh, some some uh friends this past weekend and it's funny one of the the guy one of my friends he mentioned like i've been waiting to talk to you about this particular topic and somebody else told me that you know all right don't bring that to randall because you know he gonna bulldoze you with how he feel and i was like well dang you know i don't want to bulldoze nobody but at the end of the day it's like well you know when we in a debate it just is what it is like i'm finna get my point across and you finna i'm not finna just let you like make it like overstep my thoughts like so i understand that but i I'm, i try to be mindful of like let's make sure that just like in a general setting everything is not about me i always got to be the one commenting like if y'all are talking about preaching and uh apologetics and i'm like well let me tell you what i know about apologetics well what do you know about apologetics sir shut up like that's not that ain't your lane like you you might have some experience and yeah, you have an opinion because we all have them, but like this ain't your lane. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you can, th- there are ways to go about it. So I feel like even people with strong personalities, like you can, you can have a strong personality, but you can still like be mindful of what you're doing. And because of that, I'm not going to be the one that's like, if somebody says, Oh, well, Randall, you know, 
you kind of went in and you didn't allow me to just give my point. I won't be like, oh, you just a hater because I you didn't want to hear. Nah, you're probably right. Because I probably got into my one track mind mode and I couldn't hear nothing else. And yeah, that's me. I know that you're not a hater. I'm just crazy. <laughs> and I think people have to be cautious of being delusional about haters. Like, in a sense, when I say that, it's like, Sometimes we think people are hating on us or going in on us or doing this and that about say, about us when people aren't necessarily thinking of you at all. Right. And it's just that you've created this narrative in your head that is not reality because you are self-centered. Right. Um, and I think that causes a lot of hate. It's like, oh, look at the way she looked at me. And it's just like, no, she wasn't looking at you. She was looking in your direction. Right. But she was actually looking at the shoes that's behind you. <laughs> but, you know, since you saw it, you made this. Ever- it's like, no, I don't think she- it was about you at all. I just honestly, I think but th- she looked at me wrong. She had, see, uh, these women out here be so catty. I hate them. And just like, <laughs> no, you know, she- you know, you realize that after you turn, she walked over to the shoes behind you, right? right. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it wasn't about you at all. Like, you know, so I, I think that could be, you know, things that actually happen for people um, in a sense. Or, you know, if you're insecure about certain things about you, anybody that might touch that, not even on purpose, could be considered a hater to you. Like, if you're not able to admit like certain things about you, just like you said, okay, I know sometimes I get over talking to debate, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you know that about yourself. So if somebody says it, you know, I'd be like, Oh, it's, it's like assessing, having that self-awareness to say, okay, these are my downfalls. These are the places I'm short. So if you come to me and you say that, I'm not going to be like you a hate. I'm going to be like, yeah, that's it. I'm working on it, man. So, right. You know, right. if you let me know, cause I'm trying to get better, you know? Yeah, and I can I, I can still in that moment have a conversation about, well, I don't think I was doing that in this moment. I think this is what is happening or vice versa. But I'm I'm fully aware that there's possibly this is a possibility that's there. I'm not just like, oh, you you're you're a hater. Like I if there was a period of time I was like, I just wish people would stop using those terms. Like I just wish people would stop saying it. Like just don't say hater at all. Like, yeah, just just take it away. And so I don't know. Y'all let us know what y'all think about it, though. Um, I don't even want to say, do you have haters? Because I'm sure, you know. <laughs> if you ain't hating, you ain't popping. Yeah, you know that's like, the song. If you ain't got no haters, then you ain't you ain't doing nothing. It's like, uh, well, I'm actually kind of living pretty good. Um, I'm kind of out here doing all right for myself. I don't know if I have haters. Like, you what know, I they, just don't give them attention. I, so. It's it's so funny. I've seen people who, and I know we got to go, but I've seen people who said that people were hating on them that had, like, way more than them. That really confused me. Like, essentially on all levels. Yeah. Not even, and I know people that just because you have more than somebody doesn't mean they're, they're, they can't make you insecure. But it's just like, in this instance, I don't think... I honestly don't think that's what's taking place. Right. Maybe you can, you can, we can, I think maybe the lesson here is just let's expand our vocab. Maybe they're, they're jealous of you at this moment, or maybe they're insecure because you have like a great 
love life and they don't. You know, let's use some other terms, but let's not just write somebody off as being a hater because it's like, yo, people really might not just be hating on you. People really just, it could just be like, I just don't like it. Like, yo, I don't like what you have on. I don't like your art. I don't like the car you drive. I don't like whatever it is. And I mean, at some point in time, it comes for the person that is the quote unquote hater. Like, I, I, there are certain things that I just don't care about. I don't think about. Um, I remember being in New York and saying that um, I was up there. We were in the Jersey, New York area, and I was with my sister. And she was like, yo, people's fashion is so eclectic up here. And I was like, oh, really? And I was like, mm, I, I kind of, from being up this way, I've just learned to kind of adapt and adjust what I thought. Because I feel like in, in the South, we think that, like, everything got to match from head to toe. And I remember being one of those people. And so I just kind of... My style has evolved, but in terms of like talking about, you know, well, this is ugly or I don't like it. Like, I don't care. Like, it's not on my body. Like how you look good, bad or indifferent. Like, I I really don't care. Like maybe it's good. It's funny for a joke in a moment. But for the most part, there's certain things that like me telling, saying, oh, I don't like the car you drive, but I don't, I'm not driving your car. I own a car that I love. Why am I thinking about your car? You know what I'm saying? Like, why am I concerned with what you're wearing? Why am I concerned? It, it doesn't change my life. So, yeah, it, it, in, the, in the person that's in the hater role, I feel like, yeah, maybe at some point in time, if you're doing it, maybe you're not a hater, but you just like aren't 100 percent satisfied with what you're doing, I guess. But yeah, folks ain't everybody ain't your hater. And if you somebody that just dislikes something like maybe when you dislike something, if you're giving out unsolicited opinions, maybe you should like check yourself and be like, Hey, maybe I have some other th- things going on because I'm telling folks that I don't like what they wearing, but like, I'm not their stylist or the fashion consultant. Like they didn't even ask me. Why am I talking about this? Yeah. Yeah. Let us know. Let us know what, what haters y'all got. So y'all can be popping. Uh, Get out of here. Uh, hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Let us know what you think. Uh, come on, get this hate. <laughs> we'll be back for our toast of rose. Right, and we are back, and it's time for our toast or roast. Yes, um, you have a toast or roast. You know what you toast yeah. into this week. Okay. I'm gonna toast to 13 Ava DuVernay. Well, actually, I'm gonna toast to Ava DuVernay um, for creating just some great um, content for us. Um, she produced Selma. Was created Selma, I believe. Um, Queen Sugar. Now back with 13th, this documentary, and she really brought her A-game. I watched twice. The second time, I was more upset than the first. Mm. Um, I'm glad that I didn't have to interact with any of our um, lighter-skinned friends the next day um, because it it will make you upset. Um, But she's just really bringing awareness for systemic injustice in our society. So So much that people don't want to really face the fact that there's so much that is really strategic in in like trying to stop and destroy African Americans. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and so you don't think about it. Um, 
you know, and people say, well, you know, why don't we just do, why don't you just do this? No, their system is in place for things like this to tr- take place. And I think she's really bringing awareness just even on the, um, the uh, mass incarceration, but I could see her even going, even stepping, doing another one just on like economics and like housing and, you know, all that financial um, things that were put in place and structures to keep us from having access to wealth, you know? So um, yeah, shout out to Ava DuVernay for doing it. Um, Great. I would encourage y'all to watch 13 on Netflix. Awesome. Dope. All right. I haven't checked it out, but you know, at some point in time, I'm going to get my mind together to do that. But um, so I have a roast this week and it's not going to be, it's nothing too major, but it's just, so since I've spoken, it wasn't, was it this last weekend? Since sometime in between the last episode, um, I went to the title concert in New York and it was a great concert, had a, a, a like a really, really good time. Um, Beyonce was there, Lauren Hill, Common, Nicki Minaj, Alicia Keys, Emily Sunday, um, uh, Nas was there. Um, what's the, the, what's the blurred lines guy name? I can't think of his name. Uh, Robin Thicke Thicke. Thicke was there. Yeah. So it was, it was a bunch of artists. T.I. was there, which was dope representing for the South. It was good. It was really good. Had a great time. Um, the concert overall was good. I realized that New York is just very different. Um, we had some people that was just like lighting up, like right in front of our face. There was like a sale of weed that, was happening right there like girl was like hey can you ask them if they got it for sale i was like wait you want me to like facilitate like be the middleman and uh, yeah I, you know i'm i'm from the south we don't do this kind of stuff like you know <laughs> nothing you know what i'm saying like nothing against like I, I, there's no problem with anybody that smoke it was just the fact that i was like wait you're kind of this is this normal like y'all just do this in public like i know people that like smoke you know at the house but you do it like right and we had a concert with all the people and the security was just cool. So it was dope. I was like, all right, you're right, come through with that. Um, but what I want to roast though, is there were people with, I feel like people that just have an issue with folks just having a good time. And I don't know if it's because, well, what I think it is, is just your own insecurities about yourself. And when you view other people, you view them through how you view yourself. And so there were, some I'm gonna call them ladies that were like to my left and the whole concert like every time and it only happened with girls whenever a girl would come by or come near like they were like standing sitting next to the steps um because there was like a step a stairway that separated my seat from their seat um so we were both on the end of the road so girls would like come down of course when an artist comes on everybody's trying to get as close as possible. So let's say they might have a seat that's like five rows up. Well, if they see an opening, they're just going to try to come and stand here, which is not anybody's way, for the duration of this performance. When Lauren Hill came out, like, everybody kind of flooded down there. Well, these ladies, like, there was girls that were there, and they're having, it's a concert. Like, it's a concert. People are having a good time. Like, that's that's the whole point of coming to a concert. Nine times out of ten, when you come to a concert, you're going to be standing up. Um, or at least the concerts that I've gone to, you always stand up. Uh, like, 
unless you're at like an orchestra or something where you're sitting down, but you're standing up, you're dancing, like you vibing, like this is your, we all here just to have a good time, right? Well, these ladies like had every problem in the world with the girls, like, oh, y'all not supposed to be standing here. Oh, it's a fire hazard. One lady like took it upon herself to walk up and basically go tell the security guard, which I'm sure the security guard saw you know, them standing there and tell the security guard, oh, she doesn't have enough room to move around because these these people keep coming to stand. And it's like it only happened when it was women. There were two dudes that came and just stood right there. They didn't say nothing. One lady was laughing with the dude. And I was like, yo, what's up with these angry people? Go home. Like, don't come to a concert. It's so, it's so lame that you come to this concert and you are ruining people's experience because you don't know, like, I don't know. It, it, it just seems you're uncomfortable with yourself. And I guess you don't know the concert decorum. And so you think it's such a big problem that people are standing up and, you know, being loud. And, um, there was, a a guy and a girl that was behind us and they were super turned up. Um, and even for a minute, I had to check myself cause they were like young, they were younger too. They, these they probably was a smooth, like 19 or something like that, maybe even younger. Um, but they were real loud. Like nobody was even on the stage and they was like super turned. And I was like, God, y'all kind of loud, bro. You in my ear, but it's cool because we had a concert and that's honestly what's going to happen here. Like I know that if I didn't want this to happen, I should have stayed home. Right. Mm -hmm. But so the girl was making a bunch of noise and the lady was like, Oh, we're not going to be able to hear the show. And it's like, are you serious? Like <laughs> we're at the Barclays center, yo, like there's speakers everywhere. Like it's, we're actually sitting on the, on the edge. Like we're sitting on the side, like really right in front of this whole row of speakers. Like, yo, just shut up. So this week to make a long story short, this week I'm roasting people to just have bad attitudes and that go places. And it's like, you mad at somebody else for having fun. Like if people are having fun and having a good time, like let them do that. If you want to sit here with the screw face and you mad because you just want to be mad at somebody, like stay home, save yourself this $250 ticket. And yeah, stay home, watch it. It was actually streaming online. You could have pulled out the title app on your phone and watched it for free. <laughs> that way you don't got to get screwed up you don't have to be looking sideways mad at nobody because they are having a good time like literally you know you just cool like yeah so i'm i'm roasting those people if you're going somewhere and you got attitude and you mad because somebody else have home just stay home yo stay home because stay you house. know just stay Cause and those the probably the people that be talking about haters all the they, time. They probably got haters too. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't hate, you ain't popping. <laughs> I don't know why that song was about to get stuck in my head, and it's only like a line to the song. All right, all right, we gonna leave you with today's good vibe. Our good vibe goes with our main dish. Um, it says sometimes they're not hating. Maybe they just love you enough to tell you the truth. Mm. So reevaluate what you think it's hate because maybe it's truth wrapped up in love you just not ready to hear yet well that's it that wraps up another episode of brunch culture um as always guys we say thank you we we really appreciate you guys for rocking with us we actually got a lot more um people listening to the show last week which was really dope which is really good um we love when we're bringing you guys good content uh we said it earlier but if you guys can subscribe to us on itunes and leave us some comments comments help 
uh, help promotes the show. We are actually really trying to uh, get on the iTunes list. We are just, uh, you know, a podcast that's just out here. We're doing it independently. Uh, we've been doing it for a little while now, but we're doing it independently. We're, we're growing and we're learning. We don't have like a big media backing, which is, you know, nothing against anybody that has it. it was dope, but we're still just trying to grow it for ourselves. So if you guys can like and share our podcast, it definitely helps us with that. Um, remember, you can find us on social media on Twitter at Brunch Culture and on Instagram at Brunch underscore culture. We have a website, which is www.brunchculturebc.com. Um, you can also find us at facebook.com backslash brunch culture. And unless Lisa has anything else. Nope. Nothing else. All right. Remember here, guys, at Brunch Culture, everything is up for discussion.